Hello and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. And in today's episode, I have the great pleasure of hosting Dennis Cummins with me. Dennis is a serial entrepreneur, real estate and financial investor. He's always believed that the secret to being successful and happy at life is not to work harder, but to work smarter. To that end, he teaches others how to accelerate their path to success through the process of use of more effective communication and financial strategies. And he's here to share some of the strategies with us today. Welcome, Dennis. Hey, Raya. Thank you for having me on the uh, podcast. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. So today we're talking about non-professionally speaking and how these professionals that are in the group and business owners can take small talks into big profits. Tell me a little bit first, before we dive in, a little bit more about your background and how you came to working with people with non-professional speaking. (laughs) Excellent. So I am a retired chiropractor. I ran two successful offices in New York for over 23 years before retiring. The last seven of which, though, I kind of fell into the field of professional speaking, motivational speaking, and started to do that as I kind of phased out of my offices and just truly loved it. It's it's absolutely my passion. But what I discovered was that the skills that I started to use when speaking from the stage and over the last 12 years now, you know, over 12,000 hours on stages all over the world. But what I've learned are the tools and techniques that you use to motivate people and to help them drive sales and profits in their businesses are the same ones that I used for years in my chiropractic offices to build it. So I wanted to teach people how to become a speaker. The only problem is most people don't want to be a speaker. They don't want to be a professional right. speaker. They don't want to be a motivational speaker, and nor do I want them to be. What I want folks to be able to do is to promote their business, to promote their product or their service in a way that is conversational and conveys value and drives action. And that's what I mean by non-professionally speaking. There's a strategy and there's a skill to it, but it's easy to master for people. And rather than having having business owners get all worried about, oh, I don't want to be a professional speaker, I just want to really teach people how to use doing small talks to create tremendous profits in their businesses. Which is interesting too, because sometimes those small talks are five minutes at a bus stop or something along those lines. You know, I mean, it's just having the confidence that a professional speaker would exude, but being able to use that in normal conversation along with even, you know, up to something like a workshop or something along that line. Yeah, absolutely. What I found, and I've heard this from my clients over the years as well that that I've worked with in this field, is that the communication strategies they learn in kind of designing and developing just a short talk or a short kind of presentation helps them with all of their communications, communications with their colleagues, with their employees, with their family, with their kids. That was definitely the case for me when I started learning this, you know, more than a decade ago. I see it over and over again. People's communication ability improves in every aspect of their life, not just their business, which is why this is so cool. What do you think is, if there was one way to distill it down, but what do you think is one thing about developing like a signature talk or some type of, you know, go-to topic that you're able to deliver in that format that 
translates that over to the personal side? Is it confidence? Is it clarity? What do you think is the ticket there? Well, I'll really give you two words, confidence and authenticity. So the, the story needs to be true and authentic for the person delivering it. So I never want to teach people that I work with how to talk like me because nobody talks like me. Nobody talks like you, Raya. You know, you're amazing at what you do. I'm amazing at what I do, but we do totally different things and nobody's the same. So this isn't a cookie cutter process where people just do that. I want you to authentically appear. The other part is the confidence. You mentioned that word and I I talk about that a lot. You have to be confident in delivering your message because people buy your confidence. You know, so say something true, say something of value that's authentic for who you are, but do it confidently. And that confidence comes with practice. That confidence comes with understanding the process. Public speaking, some people list it as the number one fear of anyone. They say that's even higher than death. Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, that means at a funeral, people would rather be the person giving the in the box than the person giving the eulogy, which is really, really, really odd. But I think people aren't afraid of public speaking because you and I have all seen people speaking in public and no one ever looks terrified doing it. What they're afraid of is in front of a group of people looking foolish. And there's some really simple strategies to overcome that. And when you allay those fears, that fear of looking foolish, that fear of being judged, when you do that, then people gain confidence naturally because they're talking about who they are and what they do and how they can make a difference. And when people tap into that with the right skills, with the right foundation, that confidence is a natural byproduct. That's so true. I've noticed that just anecdotally, this in the last several weeks, I've noticed that in collaboration calls or in you know speaking with people that I'm about 18 months into my business, And I'm starting to feel more clarity around the way that I can explain what it is that I do. Because, you know, when you start, you don't have the words, right? It's all in your head and you want to find a way to communicate what it is that you do. But you're like, do you have six hours for me to sit down with you and explain to you the minutiae? And instead, you can, over time, distill it down. And I'm finding that as I'm doing that and seeing people respond to what it is that I'm saying, that I'm feeling even more confident in having that conversation with people. And so that's interesting that you explained it that way, because it's something that I've just noticed within the last, I mean, obviously I've been doing this a while, but just I've seen an uptick in people like their eyes kind of popping open and going, oh, oh yeah, you know, and then that just drives me to, to have that conversation even more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said, do you have six hours for me to explain it? People don't have six seconds for you to explain it. You know, it needs to be clear, it needs to be concise, and it needs to be compelling. And that comes with understanding the structure of what you're trying to get across. And it also comes with practice. It's not like, you know, you can just go and take some home study course or attend one workshop and you're going to be a master at this. It does take a little bit of effort, but I think people would be surprised at how easy it is if they just apply a little effort to a system that teaches them how to do that, how to deliver that message. Yeah, that's so good. So when you're working through this talk and when you're working through the practice of being able to deliver it, I know that you've talked a little bit about what the difference between the mechanics and the mechanic when you talk about speaking. Can you go and dive a little bit deeper into that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a big thing. That's actually the two sections of my upcoming book are are all about that. So I really think it's important that you address both of those. And here's what I mean by that. The mechanics 
that's the how-to stuff. That's the order in which things happen. Like, you know, first you say hi, then you teach them something, and then you ask them to take an action step to move forward. That's the way you use a talk to promote your business. But there are a lot of little small steps that go along the way there. And if you miss any of them, your ability to promote your business, to generate profit for yourself by delivering a nice little conversational talk is severely compromised. But if all those steps are there, then it's a home run. It's one of the best ways to market a business by far. And I've been in multiple businesses in multiple industries. I've worked with hundreds of different professionals. I've never seen one where this doesn't work. It's an incredible way to do it. But that's the mechanics, the understanding the, the steps and the processes and the order in which things go. The mechanic is about the individual. Who do you need to be when you're standing up in front of a room to have that confidence, to be compelling, to be believable, to be someone that people will want to learn from or perhaps buy from or to follow or to become part of your community? And that depends on some other things. One of my favorite expressions, and I use this all the time, who you are is the determining factor in how well what you do works, which means it doesn't matter how great your system is. If you're lacking confidence, if you don't believe in yourself, it ain't going to work. You have to believe in yourself first. You have to believe in what you do. You have to believe in your value. Otherwise, the greatest system in the world is really not going to do a lot for you. So it really, I believe it starts with the mechanic, the person delivering the speech. How do you feel inside about what you do? Are you passionate about your product or your service? Do you truly believe in yourself and your ability for your product or service to help other people? And are you willing to tell them about it and tell them, hey, you should get this from me because it will help you? And that really all boils down to the psychology within before you worry about the system without on the outside. You know, so that's the difference between those two. And I think in order to be good as a speaker, whether you want to do it professionally and you want to be a motivational speaker, that's great too, but the same rules apply. But for business owners especially, it's so important that they come from the right space, from the right yeah. mindset that's more of like, you know, hey listen, this is a heart-centered communication we're having right now because yeah. I believe in me, I believe in my product, and I believe I can help you. And, but that all comes from inside. You know, I can't teach you that, but I can teach people how to look for that, how to identify it. And I have some you know, tools and strategies to help them really identify what's their passion and what is their purpose for being here and how do they help. Two things kind of come to mind when you're talking about that. One is Beyonce Sasha Fierce. Have you heard of that before? Say that again, please. I Beyonce that. has a, an alter ego when she's on stage called Sasha Fierce. Have you ever heard her talk about that? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. So that's one thing. And and sometimes I think we have to tap into our own internal Sasha fears because it's still part of who we are. It's just that we can disconnect from the fears and say, no, actually, I am also this person that's full of confidence. But it's not false. It's not fake. It's just an ex we're just extra. I'm extra Ryan Wallace in that moment. <laughs> but then also I was I've been doing locally some workshops on, you know, using your business to drive referrals and revenue based on what you already have inside of your business. And I've been experimenting with different formats of that workshop. And in the beginning, I was just terrified because I'm thinking, who's going to even come and like listen to me speak? And I'm a talker. Like, I'm not terrified of talking to people. I'm just 
terrified of all the implications that go along with that. And I had a solid talk and I had a solid, you know, plan in place. This last bout with the workshop was like standing room only. And it was just phenomenal to me. But I was just thinking about the different steps that you're talking about. You know, there is the mechanics of like, hi, I'm Raya Gonzalez and blah, 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 blah. But there were little things along the way that helped smooth the process. So I think it is really about having, number one, a solid structure in place. Number two, the freedom to disconnect some of the fears and just allow the process to happen and feel like it's a conversation instead of a talk. And again, this could be like a discovery call. This could be a networking event. This could be anything, but you have to disconnect from this is a talk to this is a conversation. The other thing that you said that I really responded to was just like leaning into it and allowing it to happen so that, you know, people can respond and catch your call to action and respond to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, the fact of the matter is in the general population, just to set the stage for everybody, most people do not want what you have, which is okay. What's really critical though, is that the people that do want it get to hear the message, right? Now, if you have a warm room and if you've really nurtured a mailing list and you have a following, well, then probably most people are going to want what you have. In a cold audience, if you're going to do a speech for a group of people you've never heard with, the chances are, some of them won't want it. Now, now there, by the way, I'll teach you strategies to get warmer people in the room so that they're there because they wanted to hear it. It increases your odds of success. But once people realize, hey, listen, not everybody's going to want what you have. And right. when you're okay with that, the people that do want it and do need it, it's my job to help them. Let me get good at it. That's what I do for business owners. You know, one of the things that I've done that has been very successful is gone into every conversation assuming that they don't want that at what I do. That sounds kind of backwards, but I go with the service first model. My whole business is a long extended collaboration call. I meet people and want to hear about what they're doing. And in return, I get to share what it is that I'm doing because I assume that they do not need me, but they may know somebody. So I just want them to get to know me so that if they know somebody, they can share it. In the process, of course, there are people who do need my services and they've made a connection. And because I feel really good about the message that I'm sharing, I don't have to feel icky like I'm selling them something and there's no pressure there. But there's authentic conversation that's happening. And then in the process, they either identify and self-select or they're able to see somebody that they know that could opt in and be served by what it is that I'm doing. So I feel like what you're teaching is really in line with the thing that I've accidentally been doing for a while. Yeah. And I think you touched on this right now. I think good selling, appropriate selling is really more about teaching than selling. It's more about serving than selling. You know, another one of my things is sales equals service, not money, right? The money comes later on. If you serve, maybe a lot of people listening to your podcast right now are the greatest business that nobody's heard of, right? They have great products. And by the way, Raya, I truly believe that every human being on this planet has something of value to share, whether it's an experience, whether it's part of their business, whether it's a product or service or an idea or a teaching that they've got. I truly believe that everyone has a product or service to share. And when we don't share those products, we cause suffering. 
it's our job as business owners. It's our job as communicators. It's our jobs as human beings to get as good as we can get at delivering that message, delivering our value, delivering our gift or our product out or our service. And if we're able to do that confidently, then we change lives. We Agreed. make a difference. And when you do that, the money follows all the time. I stand behind that 100%. I also believe that. You know, with that in mind, why don't you think more people use speaking in a small or larger scale as their major business builder? Oh, that one's easy. It's always fear. It's almost always fear. We all have that little voice inside of our head that talks to us and it's going, what if they don't like me? What if no one shows up? What if they think I'm just trying to sell them something, you know, and, and they think about all these little what ifs that will happen, you know, but what if you know, this person's life is ruined because they never heard about you. How about that? What if? How about that little voice? More people would get involved if they realized how powerful it was and what a difference they can make. That's my mission. This is what I, I try to help people do. You know, that fear goes away with knowledge. Fear is very often caused by uncertainty. So when you understand that there is a very clear, very effective, simple, reproducible system that you could use to generate a talk on any subject at any time. And by the way, once you learn the system, creating a new talk would probably take you less than 30 minutes. Now, you know, you might want to practice it a little more, but you know, once you understand the system, you could craft a brand new presentation in if it took you 30 minutes, I'd be shocked. But without the system, what happens is people are confused. Oh, well, I'll do a terrible job. And then people will judge me and nobody will want to be part of my business. And they'll talk about me and all these other things, which mostly don't happen anyway, but that it's that fear that keeps people from sharing who they are and what they can do for others. And I, and I think that it's time for that to stop. Agreed. And I think it's very universal. I mean, what was the example? Adele throws up every time she goes out on stage is what she said in an interview one time. And I thought, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've ever seen her live, but it is like a spiritual experience. Oh, she's and if amazing. Adele, if she throws up every time she has to perform, that means that even the lowliest of us can be fearful, but still do it. You know what I mean? So I just right. was like, wow, that's amazing. What do you think is the biggest mistake that people make when they're talking about their business, when they're trying to, to put this into place, maybe without a system or they have a system, but it's not working as well? No, that's an easy one. The biggest mistake people make is they tell everybody what they do. Yeah. No one really wants to know what you want to do or I, what I, you're doing. I don't care what you do. Here's what I care about. I care about how what you do will benefit me yep. and your listeners do too. And the biggest mistake that business owners make is they confuse features with benefits. And there is a dramatic difference. The feature is what you do as a business. Now, as a chiropractor, what I did was I adjusted people. Great. But the benefit of that was it gave you more mobility, reduced your pain, and allowed you to pick up your grandkids again. Those are the benefits. As a business owner, I think it's really critical to kind of evaluate your languaging regarding how you describe your services and really start to limit the use of features and highlight the benefits that those features bring. And I think if people just did that, it would make a big difference for their businesses. That's a really subtle but powerful shift, I think, that is the point of a quote-unquote elevator pitch, but we miss that. We get so caught up in like 
nailing it down and like making sure that we have it memorized so it rolls off our tongue. But that's the crux of it, right? Like, why do I care? Or why does the person listening care? Especially during a talk, you know, if you just keep talking about what's in it or what they're going to get, you've lost them because that's not what they're interested in. It may be what they need. Let's just say I'll agree that, you know, if any of your listeners are in front of a room, the people that they're talking to do need their services. The question is, do they want them? Because people will only act, they will only move forward, they will only purchase if they want the item or the service. And that is sold by really highlighting the benefits of how it's going to change their life. Which dovetails really nicely into my next question is, why do you, Dennis, think selling is so important? And what is it that you do with your business to help people get over their resistance to selling? It's really a simple question. Their resistance to selling is because they're afraid of being judged and they're afraid of rejection. Listen, we're hardwired to want to be loved. As human beings, we desire connection. We desire approval. Well, if you ask somebody to buy something or you instruct them to purchase your product or service and they say no, a lot of people tend to take that as a reflection of themselves and their, their own value and their own self-worth. And they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be accused of being a salesy person. Oh, he's just trying. She's just trying to sell me something. I think that's just something that, you know, as a collective, I can help you get over, right? And I'll actually say those words in an event. You know, some of you think, oh, he's just trying to sell me something. Yeah, you're right. I am. Because what I've got can really help change your business. What yeah. I have can make you more money. And what I have can help you help more people. So yeah, yeah I am trying to sell you that. Forgive me, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's just yeah. an ad it's a real attitude shift about that. And you know, to be fair, I was a victim of that mentality early on in my chiropractic career because you know, we had uh, like lumbar support braces, but I didn't want to sell them because I didn't want to th my patients to think that I was just trying to make money off of them. But meanwhile, if I gave them the brace because their back was hurting, they didn't have to get back in a car, drive across town, go to a surgical supply store to buy a brace, which was going to cost twice as much as what I would have charged for it. So me worrying about selling them a simple lumbar support brace actually caused those people more pain and cost them more expense. And it was all because of my own personal self-worth issues back in the day. What I really help people realize is that you know, it's your job to offer what you have. And it's your job to charge for that. Because if you don't assign a value to it, no one else will. And that's a really important thing for people to keep in mind about charging for their services and being okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. So you alluded to the fact that you're writing a book. Is that something that will be coming out in the near future or is it still fully in the work? It's at the publishers right now for final editing and formatting, but it's basically going to be a book about this topic, about how business owners can promote and profit hugely by using speaking. Love it. Love it. Put me on the first list of people who want that book when it's done. <laughs> And sure then I, I know that you have an event coming up that is going to be really powerful and help a lot of people. Tell me a little bit about that event. Sure. We have an event coming up February 8 and 9. You have the link there. So if you'd put that up for your folks, that'd be awesome. But it's basically small talks, big profits. You know, how professionals and business owners can use 
small talks to create large profits. And what we're going to do, it's a two-day event, and we're going to walk people through the entire system. So we're going to start off kind of like I mentioned earlier with the mechanic, right? What are the things that you need to keep in mind? How do you tap into your passion and your purpose moving forward? And then we're we're going to walk through. And by the way, we don't just walk through. We walk through. You, I make you do it in the workshop so that when you leave, you have a fully completed 30-minute workshop ready to deliver. But we walk you through every single step. And what I do is I teach the step and then I break it down. I explain why it's here, why it's so important, how it helps engage the audience, how it helps create a conversation. And I explain the psychology behind it and not only for the audience, but for the speaker, like what you need to think about when you're doing this. And then we kind of brainstorm it a little bit. The people work in small groups and I'm watching them. It's, by the way, it's a very small workshop. It's going to be about 25 people because I like to be able to do a lot of personal work with the attendees. And then once everybody kind of masters that section, we move on to the next element of the talk. And every time, again, I'll demonstrate what it looks like and explain the psychology and why you do this and why it's important here and how it works. And then I have people, you know, actually write it down in their journals or in their workbooks, and then they practice it again. And then we move on. And by the end of the two days, you know, we're done. We're at the end where you're offering, you know, maybe they're offering a discovery visit. Maybe they're offering a consultation in their office. Maybe they actually are selling a product that they've got. Maybe they've got an online course or they've got a book or they've got something. We'll show you how to position and offer whatever it is that you're doing in a way that's not, and I'm going to say, quote unquote, salesy. You know, everybody hears about that pushy used car salesman. That is not my style. And I don't think it should be anybody's style. It's horrific. I think sales is an invitational process. You introduce yourself and why you're passionate, you deliver some value, some teachings from your product or about your product or how people can change their lives. And then you give them the opportunity to have more. And that's as simple as it is. It's just a nice, easy conversation. And if you do a good job, more people will say yes, just because they want to, not because you put them in a headlock and wrestled them to the cash register. <laughs> that right. just doesn't work. No, not at all. Well, Dennis, I love this. I want everyone who's listening to reach out to Dennis if you're available for this workshop. I know it's going to be a really powerful tool for so many. First of all, I always end every episode with two questions, and I'm dying to hear those for you. And the first question is, what would be the number one takeaway if anyone is listening? And maybe, for example, like if they can't come to the workshop, but they want to do something today that will help improve the way that they interact with people and talking about their business, what would be the number one takeaway that they should do? The number one takeaway is to be super clear and confident of the value you deliver. I think okay. if, you, if they did nothing else, but they were certain that what I do can help you, the person I'm interacting with, a lot of the other things fall away, right? I, I talk about, you know, people can either have passion or polish. Now, ideally, you want to be passionate about your product and polished in your presentation. But if you had to pick one, 
passion wins every day. You know, you can be the most fumbling, I can't find the words, I'm using the wrong words, I'm saying the wrong thing, but people feel your excitement about what you do, they'll buy into your excitement and then they're not going to worry about the delivery. But if you can have passion and combine that with really good delivery, oh my God, it's like the most amazing business builder you have ever, ever experienced. Uh, I have seen that, I've experienced that, and I agree 100%. So Dennis, my next question, and this doesn't have to be to do with our topic today, but it can be, but what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given before? Here's the best piece of advice that I ever got before. And I'm going to say it, but then I'm going to explain it a little bit. So I had a mentor when I was learning how to speak and, and I wasn't really doing very well because I was too in my head and I, and I wanted to be liked by the audience. And he gave me this, it was kind of one line, but it really made a difference in my life. And he said, Dennis, he goes, they have to be a little bit afraid of you. It doesn't mean that they need to fear me in any way. But what it meant was that they have to know that I care but they also have to know that I'm not going to respect them if they realize that there's something really great for them and good for them and important for their lives, and yet they still choose to not move forward with it. And I think that's an important place to come from where, you know, listen, we're business owners and we're providing something that we believe can make a difference for people. If we just want to be their friend, well, then we're not being their friend. Because we're not helping them. You know, your job should be to get as good as possible to master every sales technique you possibly can, not for the purpose of making money, but for the purpose of making a difference, right? So they have to realize, hey, listen, it is okay to be where you are right now. But if you know that you want more, it's not okay to stay there. Totally. Right? And I'm, and I'm very clear about that with audiences. If you come up to me and go, oh my God, this would make such a difference, but I'm not going to do it. You know, I don't know. And they come up with an excuse. Well, then, you know what? I'm not, you're really your friend. I'm going to be a little tougher on you. And I think that's what that means. It's, you know, you have to realize that our job is to help people change their lives. Yeah. In absolutely. some way, no matter what service you do, the only reason people are partaking of your service is because it's making their lives better. You know, we have to do whatever we can, whether they think that we're their friend or not, shouldn't matter to us. Now, that being said, I like to be liked just as much as the next person. Absolutely. Right? And I try to do everything that I do with humor, and I'm never diminishing to another human being. I'm also pretty firm about, listen, you need to do this. And I let them know, you know, it's not okay to not move forward when you know there's a path. It's like you're stuck in a hole and I stick out my hand to help you. And you go, well, I'm not sure. Did you wash your hand? <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you kidding me? Here, I'm going to pull you out of the hole. Grab on. And I think that's what that means. You have to have that absolute conviction that, you know, you guys are silly if you don't come and work with me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dennis, we're definitely going to provide the information regarding the workshop coming up in the show notes. 
tell our audience how they can best reach you if they have questions, if they want to connect with your community. Where are you hanging out these days? My beautiful girlfriend, Victoria, and I live in Las Vegas with our two puppies, Milo and Millie. And uh, we are ex- so excited to be here. If they want to reach out to, to me, if you could put this in the notes as well, they can reach us by email and just send it to clientcare at prospeakeracademy.com. I've definitely gotten a lot out of it. And I know the audience will too. And I wish you all the best with the upcoming book and the conference. And awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been an honor. I thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Raya. I'm so happy to be on the show. And again, you know, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing some amazing things for entrepreneurs. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right, Dennis, this, folks, has been the next episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. Join us next time for more conversations about how to serve with heart in your business. Bye, guys.